Welcome to The Machine, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-hosts, Jeff Rowe and Lee. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-host, Jeff Rowe, who is remote out on the road. Jeff Rowe. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing out there? Um, again, we're hoping everybody's doing well. And we have a special couple of special guests here, uh, a very big supporter in our podcast, in our webpage, Roberta, I'm going to butcher your last name. So I'm not even going to try. You can jump in and Wayne newlyweds. Great, great, uh, fan base from these guys. Go ahead. You want to say your, you don't have to say your last name. I don't want to force <laughs> you into saying your last name. I don't want people. People looking up your your profiles and whatnot. So let's just say Roberta and Wayne. Can we do that? We can. Of course, you know, I just got married. So my last name's changing anyway. So it's fine. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So today we are speaking on censorship. And one of the reasons why I wanted to go with censorship is because, man, oh, man, are we getting hit left and right with censorship, especially for such a little podcast, which has to raise the question of why. And another reason why such a small little raw podcast and you know with not a very very high fan base our fan base is loyal though obviously but it, it appears that you know more and more people are beginning to think in you know some of the ways that we do now our podcast is conspiracy theories in the unexplained the idea of free thinking without being told that you're wrong is really what we're going for no matter what it is i mean when I when I first started the podcast, it was just supposed to be that it was supposed to be on you know like extraterrestrials and cryptids and things like that. But you know we gone further down the rabbit hole whenever Jeffro got involved and we started talking back and forth and we kind of agreed that uh, the spiritual end of things would go with unexplained and you know just like anything else, the more you dig, the further you go, the more you learn. In some ways, that's a good thing. In other ways, it's it's questionable and, and even further could be not so good. So one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with our special guests here is because they've been so implemental in helping us continue get uh, get the word out of our of our podcasts and you know, our different content and everything simply because we can't promote anymore. And we've said this numerous times throughout the podcast and, you know, we're learning even more about, you know, why we can, or we can't, or, you know, different things of that nature. So Roberta, let me ask you this. When did you first hear about the podcast? Oh goodness. I'm going to say maybe about six months ago. I, um, I was actually listening to the radio and it was listening like podcasts and I ended up listening to a different one and yours came up as if you like this one, listen to this one. That's when yours came up. Um, So about six months ago. Okay. Well, let me just say, we're very happy that it didn't fall under, uh, you know, highly stupidity or anything like that. So, (laughs) you know, something of that nature. Um, Wayne, was it the same for you? He he listens because I listen. I, I came home listening to you guys. And I came home and made him listen to it. <laughs> oh, okay. I now see, I completely understand. I understand that without question. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. I'm just trying to get a feel of where we are, you know, where we started off. What was the, uh, if you don't want me asking, what was the first podcast you listened to? Did you start at one or did you start somewhere in between there? It was in the very middle. And then I, I, I think I've listened to every one of them, but just not in order. Like I started I think you've done what 60 something, 70 something podcasts now. I honestly, oh man, I I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. I know I started in the middle um, and then I listened to the most current. And then when I ran out, I went back to listen to the previous ones. And and now I'm current and I listen to them as soon as they come up within like a couple of days to a week. Okay. But we appreciate that, you know, and like, and like Mario was saying, you know, we never really started out with a mission statement, you know, the, at least for me, my involvement, it wasn't from the very beginning. It was just a few episodes in, but what we found out was, and one of the reasons why we started it, like Mario was talking about is the fact that 
we are everyday common guys. Okay. We're, we're, it's a raw podcast. You know, we don't have a lot of bells and whistles. We don't have sponsors. And too often, whenever you come across different podcasts and different platforms, sometimes it feels so sanitized. And they'll get into a subject matter and they'll go, well, and then we'll continue after this. And then there's a commercial in there, right? right. And and there's fine, that's fine. People need to get paid. And but it seemed like there was a, a vacuum of blue collar, redneck, dirty hand people that just people weren't being spoken to, they were spoken, being spoken at. So a lot of times, you know, I'm a driver. I'm a, I'm a professional driver. Mario uh, is on the professional side of, of uh, menial labor in a warehouse, right? Um, and we're just common guys, you know. And most times when these subject matters are brought up in our immediate circles, a little bit less for me because drivers seem to kind of gravitate to these issues. It seemed like we were very quickly dismissed. So it got to the point where at least for myself, I started learning to just stay to myself, right? And I felt like I, I mentioned on the previous podcast, like I was on an island and I didn't know if people were really open to some of these ideas or even aware of some of these ideas. Because a lot of times the issues we bring up are very quickly squashed or not even brought to the public's attention in mainstream media. So, you know, when Mario, you know, initially started talking to me about, you know, the premise of it, of what he was doing. I was like, you know, I, I really would enjoy following up with you if, if, you know, you know, have me on and it just kind of grew from there. So absolutely. You know, thanks Roberta for your uh, dedication to, you know, sharing the podcast with friends and family. Uh, no problem. I'm, Cause I enjoy talking to y'all. Um, I actually worked at my local hospital in one of my offices. And so you guys make my work day go better because I sit in front of a computer. Um, but both both of my parents and Wayne's father, you know, drove professional 18 wheeler trucks and oh, hell these, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all from blue collar family. So we understand what we think to be the normal American citizen. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and Wayne, if, if you don't mind. You know, like you were saying, you work in a hospital and and things like that. Uh, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience do. Well, I mean, I've I've lived a, pretty much everywhere. Um, I was I was born, um, I was born in, right outside of Chicago. I lived there. I lived in Florida. Lived in Louisiana. Lived here. Um, been in Mississippi now almost fifteen, seventeen years. I'd like to think I'm I'm I say normal, but you know as normal as anybody could be nowadays. Um, so Wayne, tell, tell them about telling your story. Uh, I was born in California <clears throat> and then uh, moved to uh, Tennessee and then I uh, moved to Alaska and lived up there about 17 years. Uh, wow. military, military brought me to back down to Tennessee and then I worked in a warehouse for, I probably got 15 years of warehouse experience and I moved to Florida the last year. Wow, so a military man here, huh? Yeah. yeah. Him Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Him and my dad were both in the Navy. Oh, fantastic. Wow. And then, Roberta, thank you for being a frontline worker. I know it's very dangerous. Yes. Um, you know, on, on my side of things without <laughs> exposing too much. Uh, in, the, in the driving field, that's kind of what I do too, you know, medical services and things like that. So, yeah, it seems like we have a – and you guys both have been all over the map, so you guys have a great – overview along with the the driving in the family and the military service in the family of not just having a local sort of ideology or very you guys don't seem to have a myopic views like yourself if if you were in the north in chicago and then the south in, in florida and then you know there's the south there in mississippi you know you you've been exposed to different ideologies in different areas and the same thing um different ways yeah. of life yeah, absolutely. So, you know, too often, I think what happens is I believe I heard a statistic and I don't know exactly where I heard this from. Might have actually been on Joe's podcast. Uh, he, he constantly talks about how 80% of Americans don't travel outside a, a 20 mile radius of where they were born. Is, is it something like that? 
that was actually on my Facebook today. Somebody posted that. Oh. On my Facebook <laughs> so it's interesting, right? Because people very often get caught up in their everyday day-to-day business, you know, lifestyle, family life, and they become very focused in their regional sort of ideas. And what I find as a driver, I mean, I've gone coast to coast. I've been in, I've been in like 35 states and it's, it's so interesting. The common person is so similar throughout the country with just slight variations, but you know, too often, like I was saying, people don't get the full scope of everything. And it's interesting that somebody like yourself has been, has gravitated to a podcast where, you know, someone like myself also has had that exposure. Um, and, and, you know, it makes me even more interested to get further into this podcast to, to hear some of your views. I would also, I, I would like to add to that. I, I think this is when, when we start talking about censorship, now we're dealing on a worldwide base of, the internet you know we have everything at our fingertips compared to where you know when we were younger that wasn't the case now information can be traveled in you know between people hey what did you see you know in your state what's happening over there what's going on now we're able to communicate and it seems like the more we as the common folk like you were saying the common citizen when we're communicating more it seems like we're being told not to more or, or even if we're not being told not to, what's going on is it seems like the second you have a differing opinion like what we had on the podcast, very quickly you're shunned or you're 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 manipulated to you know to be marginalized. Because it, it wasn't much I believe maybe the first podcast I came on with you was the media podcast, which was like maybe the third or fourth episode. And I believe right after that, only three or four episodes in you came onto the the second version and said, "Yeah, Jeffro, I, I I believe Facebook is blocking us from being able to get the word out." And I was like, "That's amazing!" Right. Like, right. So it seemed like we had uh, we had some chemistry going on there, and uh, you know we wanted to keep it that way. But um, uh, Roberta Wayne, can I ask you guys this? What uh, what episode has stood out to you more so which one did you gravitate more to to where you said aha okay i'm gonna continue to listen to i i I wish i could tell you i mean i love the most recent ones um because y'all did the ones with the the trump one what about a month ago um and y'all did the water ones as well the ones the the two-part water one i i can't even go back to some of the first ones i'd have to go back and listen but i mean just every time y'all come up with something new i'm 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 fascinated. I'm stuck on it. I'm, you know, I'm the water one. I, I think I had like, I showed that to like three or four different people having them listen to it. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you. I, well, thank you. thank you very much. I, I'm sorry. I feel like we're talking over each other here. Jeff. No, no, poor, no, it's all right. Go ahead, brother. Poor Roberta and Wayne, they're not getting a moment to speak, but I, I will say <laughs> this when we're looking at these, because uh, we, we have, uh, we have a stat chart. Also, we get to see, you know, which episodes get the most, downloads you know that's not streams but downloads and um you know the different ones that we do see get more downloads we kind of think okay maybe the audience would also like to know this about how this is uh this topic's working hand in hand with another topic that we're about to talk about and i say that a lot in the different episodes that we talk about uh where a lot of these things theoretically again i will say theoretically because (laughs) Even though it's even though it's theory, like you were saying, Roberta, Roberta, we we've been demonized over the the free thought here is what it seems like. But uh, a lot of these things they kind of go hand in hand, and I think that's what really gets people thinking. It's you know when you see something there that there's a theory based on, and there's another theory based on something else, and you see the similarities, and you start to put the puzzle pieces together, and the picture becomes a little more clear and clear. Not that we necessarily believe all the things that we're talking about. We do some, I'm not going to lie, but it's it's still free thought. And that's that's really why I wanted to, you know, start the podcast and, and get things going you know, along those 
lines, but uh, we were talking about censorship here and, you know, just, just your sharing of the content. It's, it's helped us grow so much. I, I, again, we cannot thank you guys enough. And Wayne, I, I need to get you a t-shirt out as well. <laughs> um, but uh, do you, I can't really remember which episode it was. That was the first episode where we were just kind of stonewalled. Um, but it, there, ever since then, it's it seems like it's been, uh, gosh, I think we're in Facebook jail more now than we are not. And it's really, really weird. Um, like the recent one I, I posted and showed everybody, it was just, it was an illustration. It was a cartoon illustration about the uh, mask wearing. Now everybody's got their their opinions and, and things and whatnot like that. I, I I lean more so. I don't want to say conservative, but if I if I had to put a label on it, okay, conservative patriotic side. That's me. <laughs> I was always I, I always grew up thinking, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? That was yep. that was the idea when I was a kid. You know, get up, dust yourself off. You'll be stronger next time. Now you know how to handle it. And to me. When all of this stuff started going down, you know, outside of the theory of why it went down or how it went down, it was, how do we move on? How do we keep going? And it seemed like the world got so, so much in a frenzy and so scared. And that's when we really started to see some of the censorship because it was now you have people that could be spreading disinformation. You have people spreading misinformation. You have people who are spreading information period. And to me it's information because it seems like firsthand, some of the things that I've seen just did not make sense to me and they still don't. So when I posted that, that little meme of that cartoon, and uh, I mean, if you haven't, if, if some of the listeners, they're not on there, they don't see it. It was a group of people wearing masks and a man and a woman standing there without masks. And the woman says to the man, are they afraid to die? And the man says, no, I believe they're afraid to live. It's an opinionated meme. But immediately, I was th- we were thrown in Facebook jail for it. And I'm like, it's a cartoon. What now, Facebook to- jail, what, what is that? Real quick. I don't know what that is. Uh, so basically what they do is they stop your account for so many days i mean if you keep repeating offend offenses and then it goes longer and longer i think this time it was i think this time it was a week so we weren't able to post anything so they stop it and then they flag it as uh wow you know whether it be misinformation or disinformation i can't really remember how they worded that so but we were stopped. grounded yeah we were grounded what I'm, I'm, is I've taken your memes and your posts and I've shared them on my page and I have never been in Facebook jail. See, hmm. now that's, like, that's even more that mask, interesting. Yeah, that mask yeah that's one, very interesting. Yeah, I shared your mask one a week ago. And, and not you, you weren't hmm. stopped or flagged no, or anything like that? Nothing. I wasn't even an email that says, hey, if you do this again, we're going to censor. Like, I have never been censored and I, I post quite a bit of controversial stuff on my page yeah you you also said i remember uh i don't know if we were recording or before we started recording you were talking about how if somebody were to like our page if they're prompted well what it was is i was again sh- i was sharing your page and how, how great i like y'all's podcast and a couple of my friends went to like and um follow your page and a message pops up it's a screen a warning that says, please research this page to be aware of what what they what's discussed or what this page is about before you like or follow it. Like it, it was a warning that popped up whenever they tried to follow you guys. It's demonizing the thought of our page immediately <laughs> before you even get to like it or share it. That's interesting. And what's My- interesting about that, and so you know, sociologically, you know, and you study the the habits of people. You know, something like that could deter somebody who's possibly entertaining looking at the podcast based off of herd you know the herd mentality meaning hey listen you know if i'm going to be shunned or i'm going to be you know um you know labeled as a kook or whatever you know a lot of people will not even entertain uh giving you know the information any any further thought so yeah that's interesting 
Well, my group of friends are, are not a part of the herd at all. We're, we're definitely not. And so that just makes my people want to listen to you even more. <laughs> Controversy <laughs> sparks interest. That's, I guess we well, have that going for us. Right. And that's the whole, that was the whole idea behind, um, you know, without having, again, without having a mission statement, that was the whole idea behind it because, um, to be honest with you, Roberta, it's, it's absolutely refreshing to hear uh, that there are other people out there it doesn't make me feel so, um, you know, isolated to, to the fact that, like Mario is saying, it's not so much that we believe everything on every single you know piece of information that we disseminate on here. But we also have to sort of, uh, if, if we're going to bring certain pieces of information, we also want to bring, you know, a, a, you know, the other side of the information as well. So it's like, I don't know. It's We always ask when we're doing our podcast, we always ask people to, you know, contact us or, you know, email us or, you know, like I said, we have our, we have a webpage on our Wix site, you know, with all of the uh, information that we find, we post it all, you know, Hey, look into this. Hey, if you find something else, we're not going (laughs) to take it personally, you know, combat us, you know, make us think another way if you can we want you to right we're very open uh, on that absolutely and that's that's how we grow and that we've said that before that's how you grow you know if if you keep getting the same confirmation bias constantly well then you're you're going to have your your already set in beliefs you know confirmed and you know reinforced how how are you going to learn something new if you're not introduced to new information correct I think one of the things that we kind of proved in that area as well, uh, whenever we did the media podcasts, was the the release of misinformation and disinformation through mainstream media, which has been proven time and time again. So it almost makes me scratch my head from time to time as to say, well, how could you possibly be so hypocritical? Right. Regarding mainstream or, or the social media's. Right. Well, and you, you and I have talked before and, you know, I would struggle from time to time and, you know, from time to time, I let my emotions get the best of me. I don't mean to, but, um, whenever we're on social media and you, you keep telling me, Mario, you know, you agreed to their terms whenever you, you know, you hopped on social media and now you're sharing this information. And I think, you know, that's something I need to remind myself all the time is, you know, just because the social media platform, whatever it is that I'm using, which all seems to lean far, far left, uh, even more than, you know, some of my friends who describe themselves as being you know, democratic followers, they lead to radical left. And I need to remind myself I'm agreeing to their rules. So just because they want to shut me down on uh, me voicing my opinion on whatever it may be, or even posting fact, like I, I posted a, a video of different people who had uh, taken the different vaccinations. Now, again, you know, everybody reacts differently and I don't want to deter anybody from getting vaccinated. That's not my plan here. But uh, when one of the things that scared me about this is how fast it was done. Um, again, Everybody was worried. Everybody was afraid. It was a new virus. I get it. You know, it was a scary thing to deal with. Uh, biologically, listen, I I tell anybody, if I accidentally cut off a limb, I'll wrap some tape around it. I'll be fine. If I end up getting sick with the flu or stomach bug or anything, I'm the biggest baby you'll ever meet. I tell my uh, my my supervisor that at work, you know, uh, his, uh, his son's an NFL football player. He's a big guy. And I tell them that all the time. Listen, if I get sick, you're on your own. And um, I actually did end up getting sick. I ended up getting the virus uh, a couple months ago. And I, I have to say my experience in it wasn't as bad as some. I'm a younger guy. I've got a better immune system. I've never smoked a day in my life. Uh, I feel like I'm getting away from what I was saying. When I posted the video of different people who got the vaccinations, they were fine before. And they had different reactions. Make no mistake of it. To me, when you when you push a vaccination out so quickly, and you're not really sure how everybody's going to react to it, this is what you get. 
So when I posted the video, it was just kind of more so of like an awareness, you know, hey, be ready, you know, understand what you're getting yourself into. I'm not telling you not to, but understand what you're getting yourself into. To me, I'm not going to. That's my personal preference. And I think one of the things that I struggle with right now is now I'm hearing I can't board a plane. They're trying to make it to where you cannot board a plane without being vaccinated. I don't think that's been passed yet, but that worries me. I mean, I don't feel I'm the only one there, though. I don't feel like they can actually force that. Um, Again, like I said, I work in the healthcare system and they are not forcing me. I have not taken the shot and I will not take it. yeah so i'm i've been hearing rumors about the planes but as of right now there there's where i'm i mean wayne flew here this past weekend and i'm flying in july and there's been no discussion of that at all that's good that's good i know one of the things that uh the biden administration had kicked around recently was also uh stopping those from obtaining a driver's license without having it as well yeah. and wow. I, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's gotten really, really to, to even mention it to me is scary, but that's just me. I mean, it, it hasn't gotten far at all. It hasn't, um, I don't even think it's in its first stages. It was just mentioned at this point, but something I failed to say earlier is, um, uh, I actually have a compromised immune system. Four years ago, I had lung cancer, although I have never smoked a day in my life. And I have been around at least 30 people who tested positive and I have never gotten it. And I've never, so I, I think wow. I, my personal opinion is, is kind of, I, th- I think some people wanted the attention and they hyped up the symptoms. It's, it's, it's pretty, yeah. And, and Wayne's had pneumonia two or three times. He almost died one time from pneumonia. And so technically we should be on the list of people who should have got the shot and we're refusing it because I just, I feel like people are exaggerating the side effects and it's, it's nothing more than a new strain of flu. And again, that's my opinion and right. Wayne's as well. But um, I, I feel like people are told what to think and told what to feel and the reason you guys are censored specifically is because you're trying to help people think for themselves. Right. And that's one of the things whenever we were talking about the, the virus and everything, and I, I was on board with that idea as well. To me, it was, you know, we say something throughout these podcasts over and over again, you know, let no good disaster, whatever, go away. I always butcher this, Jeff, right? You know, I always do. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. do. Again, being from military and we were both raised military families, you know, the number one way to get money from people and taxpayers is out of fear. If you're afraid, yeah. then you are going to let down your, your liberties and and your your freedom and for the thought of thinking you're safe. So it's interesting that you say that you guys were uh you guys are in the military group in the military um, because I actually was talking to uh, a former serviceman it's a, that I, uh, somebody that I work with loosely. And uh, he, he was talking about the fact that when you're in the military, <laughs> you're given so many vaccines, it's astronomical. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like maybe you guys aren't, you know, uh, come from the point of view that you're necessarily against them, but maybe the point of view more so that since this vaccine was created so quickly, it's, I almost, I, I'm very, I have a very complicated sort of relationship with the idea of getting the vaccine. I'm also somebody that has pre-existing conditions and I'm, I'm seriously considering taking it, but I'm, I'm conflicted with some of my ideology of thinking, man, it's almost like they had pre you know pre knowledge of of the vaccine or, or not the vaccine but pre knowledge of the the virus because it, it does seem crazy that they got the vaccine done so quickly well here we go i'm going to go off on a tangent here so <laughs> um i to me i believe this was definitely engineered in a uh, in a facility it absolutely in that facility in china and somebody did not 
um, cleanse themselves with the sanitize the whatever when you leave that that room where the, where the stuff is being worked cleaning on room. the right. cleaning room somebody didn't sanitize properly and patient zero whoever you want to call him went down to the um the docks the the market whatever and that's um it's pretty much yes well, I mean, well, I, I it, covered that in the uh, one of the first episodes of the coronavirus. I remember covering it. I remember a woman trying to be a whistleblower about it, and she'd come up missing to this day. Uh, we have no idea where in the hell she went. Uh, she's just gone. But to me, without a doubt, the WHO was supposed to have a grasp on these type of things, and the WHO has been in contact with that actual with that actual. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Bi- biological laboratory there in Wuhan. And this thing still gets out. I mean, we, we as taxpayers, this money goes to the world health organization for that very reason. So these things don't happen and then it happens. And then whenever, you know, at the time president Donald Trump was saying, Hey, listen, we're going to cut your fundings. This is exactly what you were hired to stop. And you failed to do so. I thought that was justifiable, but then he got all kinds of backlash from that. All kinds of backlash from that. Well, that's because Trump was a president who thought for himself, and they couldn't control him, and so they didn't like him. And I, I would agree with that also. I, w- I would say uh, more often than not, with uh, these different political figures, you know, they get into office and they can be bought out by you know, these corporate elites you know jeffro and i have talked about it many times on the podcast these different corporate elites who have special interests to pay off these um, these different politicians you know you take a little bit of money and you agree to do this and pass this and i don't think people realize how many things get passed um how many laws get passed and, and bills different bills and bills get passed all the time and i that was another thing i, I left a meme on uh, one of the memes on our page was uh, there was a little, it was a cartoon. The little kid was asking a bill, how does a bill get passed? And it showed money moving from one hand to another. And to me, that was 100% accurate, right? I shared that well, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so when whenever all of this went down and everything happened, I, I, it was just throw the world into a freaked out panic right away. And nobody's asking the questions to me that should have been asked at that time. And I'm thinking, Everybody's everybody was thrown into fear from the media and everything else that was going on. Um, you know, I even threw I even entertained the idea that this was also happening right before an election, and maybe that does have something to do with it. I I can't say for sure, but it seems like every time an election happens, you know, <laughs> something crazy happens. Something crazy always happens, and uh, this was. To me, one of those times where it was like, okay, everything is going to go down. We're going to see all this like we did before. And they just, this time they took the ball and they ran with it so fast to the point where it's it's overshadowed into another year. And here we are. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne's, hey, hey, I don't know why he's being so quiet, but he's over here saying, <laughs> he's, been, he's been saying that he's been calling it the pandemic. And, uh, you know, of course, something's going to happen at, ta- at the election time. and. Don't don't we know? It's I mean I didn't think we were going to go down the, the vaccine, but since we're since we're there, um, wasn't there a connection with uh, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill and Wuhan University uh, back in what, 2012 2015? Not not and I'm not trying to implicate North Carolina um, or anything, but what I am saying is there there are some reports suggesting that they did a, a uh, a unified sort of research on the COVID uh, nineteen virus. So um, I didn't get a chance to get in, into any of that research, but I remember there being um, a study, and I'm sure um, it, it was a SARS vaccine, um, maybe not the uh, right. COVID nineteen version, but it was a SARS vaccine that was biologically enhanced to. Uh, I'm trying to read an article right here, trying to enhance the ability to contract into humans. And not only was it contracted by humans, but it actually, the virus itself preferred human cells over 
other animal cells. So, and, and they obviously, I'm sure if you, we got a chance to interview any of these people or whatever it was, they would say, Hey, listen, we were doing our due diligence, trying to do research on, on material that, you know, we were concerned might happen like the, it did. But or what they it might say, you're going to get me killed, man. Shut up. Right. Right. Whatever the scenario is like a lot of times my perspective uh, on, or I feel like my kind of way position on this podcast is not so much to point out a lot of the stuff to bring up the fact that, listen, this goes to prove that this type of activity happens, whether there's a whole lot of validity behind this particular case with North Carolina, what it does prove to show is, listen, there's a lot of different viruses and whatnot that are, are out there and they don't have the parameters and safety protocols that they should have. And it's, it's a miracle that this is the first instance like something of something of this nature has happened because it's out there. Okay, so we were talking about uh, you know the, the COVID and how it was. I think if anybody were to follow it right now, we know that it really didn't come from a bat. We know that it was engineered. I mean, I think we can freely say that. I think at this point, we have to we have to come to terms with that this was genetically man made. Facebook um, jail. Yeah. Well. <laughs> throw me and that's to me that's one of the things you know i'll say whatever if you want to throw me in facebook jail throw me in facebook jail. it's it's it is whatever but the free thought is more important so um, right and that's the whole idea behind this you know uh censorship is you know um is it free thought really or or is it censorship not. no it's censorship i mean we were talking about i think you and i were going back and forth in uh text messages with what uh, the Obama administration was trying to do by regulating internet. Well, you've got the, the bigger part of the government taking care of mainstream media, right? We know that. We've talked about that throughout the past. We know what the CIA tried doing with MKUltra. I've got the FOIA files on our website. It's so manipulative. So at this point, they tried regulating uh, the internet you know, through the government, by offering it and saying, you know, it should be regulated through the government for, you know, misinformation. Plus, you know, we're going to try to make it available to everybody. It should be available to every. It should be available to everybody. You know, Mr. Right. Obama. But right. <laughs> when that was happening, <laughs> seriously, everybody. So when that was happening, um, my our buddy Lee, who you know obviously could not make this episode, I I hear he's running with the Bigfoot family now. I'm not sure. <laughs> hashtag um, finally. Fi hashtag finally. Save Lee. Uh, so, Save Lee. <laughs> so, so he was all for it. I said, "Listen, man. I said you. This is one of the things. If if they're painting a picture to you that seems too good to be true, it's because it is. You have to wonder why. Don't just." jump on that bandwagon and say yeah okay let's regulate the internet why what do you because this is the last listeners any of our listeners this is the last piece of free information that we have and they're even now through you know they, they can demonize it through social media but there are other you know, other means of getting this information out it doesn't just have to be through social media unfortunately that's what people uh, they, they they gravitate to is you know facebook uh youtube which are pretty much both one and the same twitter is just ridiculous well um, you know speaking of censorship i mean if people aren't aware and i'm sure a lot of people are at least those who listen to us uh going all the way back to october you know prior to the election of the new york post uh email story about uh, hunter biden and his barisma uh, oh, man and, and that's another thing i We've seen gas prices go up, and I know a lot of people are saying, well, that's because Texas didn't know how to handle their winter and this, that, and everything else. Look, everybody who's seen this election coming and everybody knew what Joe Biden was about. He's got his hands in foreign oil. He's got an investment in foreign oil. We knew, we knew immediately that 
if, if you stop the drilling and the fracking and, and, and whatever have you for fossil fuels in our country to be you know, self-sufficient, that you're going to have to get that foreign oil. So what do you do? You sell the Green New Deal. You sell the Green New Deal. We're going to stop fracking. We're going to stop this. And all of the, the far left and, and Democrats and everybody was all on board for that. Yeah, we all want clean energy. I, I think it's safe to say everybody wants clean energy. But right. what they don't realize is these figures that think that they're behind them saying, yes, we want clean energy, we want it now, stop the fracking, stop, stop the drilling, we want clean energy. It's not really clean energy. We're all on one planet. It's just his personal investments that we're getting it from now. Well, and he's not the only one benefiting from this. You know, no. to think a lot of the Democratic politicians aren't benefiting from it. Um, th this goes to the transparency. These these people who represent us in, in D.C., it began – the idea of a democracy began with representation, right? Mm -hmm. They These these people, they have manipulated their positions. They are supposed to be public servants, right? They're supposed to serve the public. Oh my They're gosh. not supposed to go and, and become millionaires and billionaires while gaining power in these positions. I, I don't understand how the the average person with just a simple eighth grade social social studies education doesn't understand and doesn't see what's going on. Um, and it's not that these politicians are quote unquote qualified either. It, it, a lot of times not. It, it, no, it's more so in the bloodline of the family. If you right, know, they have the money to run for the right. positions. Well, that's where somebody like you or me or, or Roberta wants to run for office. You know, a lot of times we're landslided out of any sort of primary. Uh, exactly what happened in Texas when the Democrats said something along the lines that they wanted a. a, a I forget this now, but going back into the fall, we were talking about how um, this goes along the lines of the same information when the Democrats boycotted the Green Party from being off the, the party ticket there in Montana. Oh, yeah, down there in Texas, bullied. yeah, down there in Texas, they, they introduced a law that didn't allow um, third-party entrance onto the ticket mm -hmm. without some sort of – so and that that's a perfect example of, of you know being blackballed from even getting our voice out, you know, the, the common person's voice out again, going to censorship to, to retain their power. Yeah. We're, we're, we're told we have a two party system and we don't, it's actually a pretty much a one party system. It, it really, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's whoever the politicians work for is really who, who, who controls everything. But, um, so we're not running you and I, we're not, I mean, I thought we were, <laughs> uh, well, if, if we were to run, we would be subject to. We're, we're audio uh, talent. Nobody wants to see us in person. So well, careful with the talent word. I don't know if we're talented, but hey, uh, we're we, just... we, we have some listeners. We're, we're bending the ears of some, hopefully many, you know, in in getting some of this information out. But uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about censorship and everything and the different uh, degrees of social media you have to wonder at what point you know what what kind of information are we putting out there that is just told that it's false just to fit the narrative i mean that's where we are i feel right if, if it right. doesn't agree yeah, absolutely. with their agenda then then they have to demonize it right away and we see well, that, so here, oh my gosh, we see that through all throughout Twitter, <laughs> even worse than Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going back to the Hunter story in October, um, Twitter also very quickly said that they were going to ban any of the information from that New York Post story, right? So, and they just jumped in and said, we're going to, you know, they, they didn't even look into it at all. They just banned any links. You couldn't, you couldn't share the post. I actually sent a screenshot to you shown that the Twitter uh, yeah. uh, people saying, hey, listen, we're going to we're going to ban anybody from even being able to share this post. So not only are they censoring people's the ideas, fact checkers, yeah, third party fact checkers, mm -hmm. but they're they're sanitizing the information that they do allow out. So um, and th this I'm telling you, this is very, very dangerous because well, see, what, you either have free speech or you, or you don't, don't have free speech. Right. And I would say right now, you know, 
they're trying to kill it as quickly as possible. And it's, they're succeeding. They're succeeding. And from what I see, which is very alarming, but I'll say this, whenever I hear somebody say, Oh, your post has been checked by a third party fact checker. What is that? You know what that tells me? That tells me some liberal asshole and I'll say liberal asshole. And if somebody doesn't like it, they can bite me, but I'll say that. Because it seems that way. Because if you post something, whether it be true or untrue, as long as it fits the far left agenda, you do not get fact checked. And I've tested this. I actually have a theory to that, Mario. When I post something (laughs) that combats that directly or whatever it is, immediately some, some liberal third party fact checker who agrees to push the same agenda as the the platforms CEOs or you know corporate people whoever they may be as long as they agree to that then any Joe Schmo can go out there and fact check anybody well with okay last time I checked it was my Facebook my Instagram my Twitter my whatever so regardless of what I put on my page I don't think anybody should be able to tell me what I can and cannot put on my page fact or not fact if I want to put on the my page that the sky is you know yellow with pink polka dots that's my page and if you don't like it then don't look at my page right and I, and I would yeah. agree and that's with what you. I was telling about Mario it's terms and conditions you exactly. have to submit uh, unfortunately, that, that word again. <laughs> yeah, submit. Right. It's interesting how the terminology and the power of, of voice inflections and the way we use our our terminology. Right. Um, I actually, you know, I, I question maybe what you're saying a little bit, Mario, as far as, uh, you know, there's some third party fact checker. I, I think maybe it could be a little bit more nefarious than that. I, I sometimes question, you know. Roberta saying, bringing up some of the views or points that, you know, she shares some of the the content that we have, and she doesn't get the same sort of censorship that uh, we have received on the podcast. I, I almost wonder, and tell me if you guys think I'm a little bit off base here, but I almost wonder if through an algorithm, they autonomously just pick and choose people, and it's not actually a, a third a, a fact checker. That's actually a person, but hey, listen, here is a podcast on a medium that has the word conspiracy and then theory, and then all of a sudden it picks up and it quickly goes through the the podcast and it flags, you know, Zuckerberg's name, media, um, you know, Epstein Island, and then all of a sudden it, it kicks out this algorithm that says, hey, listen, this is a dangerous podcast. Yeah. Don't listen to this. I, yeah. It may not even be manned by a person, which I think is more nefarious if it's got an autonomous you know, person behind it because then you don't have the human you know, desertion of, of well, I'll you know, agree. nuance. I'll agree with you and disagree with you there because I think you know, even the algorithm, I, I think it's a man-set algorithm to begin with, kind of like you, what you were saying. Um, you right, know, they had to set the parameters. Right, right, to set the parameters of this algorithm. So whenever something like that gets posted, and I, I remember, you know, when we did the uh, the Dark Veil episodes, Roberta, I don't know if you heard those ones. Those were, um, have you heard those? Have you listened to those episodes? I, I have. Um, Wayne has not. I didn't bring those to his attention, but um, yeah, yeah, those, they're not for were, everybody. No, they're they're pretty disturbing episodes, but. Uh, you know, there's a reason why people have this information out there. There's a reason why, you know, certain people have followed these things. And like one of the things that I, we were talking about recently, and I said uh, we were talking about uh, adrenochrome. Yeah. And, mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are your views on adrenochrome? Here, here, here Roberta. A, we triggered something here. Please go yeah. ahead. I was, guys, we are so funny because, not funny, but um, I was watching on tv i have a um, a friend of mine who she and i had her doing uh the dark veil she listened to it with me and then we were watching um it was a four five part series regarding the who was the clown killer john wayne gacy yes yeah john wayne gacy him and another guy 
and they were they started they were saying that them and this other third guy i can't think of his name started the whole um child trafficking back in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and that came up in that six-part docuseries that we watched the other day hmm, I, I was unaware of that connection well, yeah, yeah, but they wow. brought up they brought up that adreno whatever in that and talk, yeah. talking about it in, within that and that was just crazy because I was like, oh my gosh, that's just like the the podcast I was listening to. Yeah. So and and the <laughs> reason why I brought that up was for that information because so that's one of the trigger words in this algorithm when you say adrenochrome, it immediately immediately gets fact checked or taken down or you know however you want to look at it. but the idea was oh here comes this this QAnon movement and whether you follow them or not we really don't we recognize them and see what adrenochrome has nothing to do with QAnon it it's just doesn't. information that they disseminated right it doesn't it really doesn't see so and we were talking what was it like the last episode we were talking about Phil Snyder who had come out right. speaking about adrenochrome? Um, who was the the one? Uh, Linda, Linda Howe. Moon Howe. She had been, you know, she had gone public speaking about you know, secretions, human secretions, and uh, she didn't say adrenochrome. She said human no, secretion human from secretions the pineal, the, from the pineal gland. That pineal gland. there's some speculation that uh, if you believe any of the information with the grays, that that might be part of the reason for some of the. She was saying that they drank the blood or something like that. All right. Well, we want to thank our guests for coming on to the podcast episode. Obviously, we got a lot more to talk about. This this episode has been cut here. We're going to continue next week into the continuing episode. Again, big shout out to Roberta and Wayne and my co-host Jeff Rowe. We're going to get back into it next week. We're going to continue the conversation. It's already recorded. It is being edited right now, so you do not want to miss that. Come on back next week for the continuing part of Censorship Bites. Until then.